0: To Enterprise at eight p.m. Ooh, a little bit of an echo there, but not too bad. Uh, this is Live Long and Podcast Star Trek Enterprise Rewatch series. How exciting. Uh, it's been over 20 years since tonight's episode, the Andorian incident aired. But we're just getting started. I'm Jody Simpson, and my co-host tonight is none other than Mr. Adam Woodward. Hey,
1: Jody. Hey, I really, hey, like, this, I really like this episode. Me too, I think we're getting going now.
0: We're, we're we're starting to hit our stride here. Uh we'll we'll see though because there's there's other people joining us today Adam and one of which is the man who wishes he was Andorian himself Kevin Mater or Kevin Millard actually <laughs> <Yeah, Mader. laughs> not anyway, Kevin Millard He's there you are surprised what
2: happened as well we were I'm sorry i am having a bad time apparently
0: uh but anyway so you want some antennas? What do you think? Sure. Yeah
2: they're
0: not, eh? they're, they're,
2: they're... Odd, but okay,
0: <laughs> they're, they're odd, but I think they were done really well. But anyway, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: uh,
0: and who can forget our awesome producer, live long and podcast, very own Dave Mater or Millard, depending on who you ask? Dave Millard will do, <laughs> <laughs> thank
2: you.
0: It's an honor, yes. Yeah, there, so there are
2: already two Dave Millards, Dave. You can't, oh, yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> speaking of which, I, I had one at my work today
1: who was echoing.
3: Who is echoing? I'm calling her now. What are you two uh, at the bottom. Uh, what uh,
1: the bottom. It's going to be it's me because I'm using it's a sketch. crappy microphone. Okay. okay. Oh, maybe. Right. maybe. Let's meet. I'll, just, up you know I'm gonna, I'll go on mute when I'm not talking tonight. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: okay. There you go. Good idea. All right. It's, oh, that's, that's, that's definitely better. All right. That's a lot better. Holy shit. All right. Tonight's episode <laughs> is the Andorian incident. If you didn't catch that, the whole 30 seconds ago, when I first said it, uh, this is the seventh episode in the series, uh, Star Trek enterprise, uh, this is the episode where the crew visits an ancient Vulcan monastery, which is occupied by the Andorians, a highly strung and suspicious race of aliens with a long history of conflict with the Vulcans. Uh, you know, and they're, they like to call people pink skins. So that's always fun too. And the pink skins. Ah, wow, right on cue there, Dave. I'm very proud of you. Very proud. See, that's why you're producer right there. That's what, that's what, it's what I do. <laughs> anyway, let's go to, uh, ah, let's start with Adam. I think, uh, Adam, uh, what were your thoughts on this episode?
1: Well, can you hear me first? Yep. Absolutely. All right, we're good. Okay, I, w- I won't have to be a mute the whole episode. Oh, I, okay, <clears throat> this was this to me was the the true start of this whole enterprise journey we're going to get on now. Um, really, really liked it. Uh, <clears throat> you've got some real relationships starting to develop between. Uh, I was going to say Picard, uh, Archer, and uh, and uh, Paul. Um, I can see the comparison between her and, and, and Archer and Kirk and Spock almost. There was definitely some kind of good relationships happening there. Um, you know, I think we're learning that the, the, the Vulcans, there might be more to them. And uh, I think also <laughs> it, it's kind of funny when, when I think they asked somewhere in house, how long you've been with these guys. And she said only nine week nine weeks. It's only been nine weeks that they have been together, but, um, but there's and certainly four days. The- Pardon? And four days. Yeah. Nine weeks and four days.
0: The smell must be intolerable. <laughs> the smell is. is probably intolerable. So,
1: all in all, really liked it, Jody. I'm um, looking forward to talking more about it. Excellent. All right,
0: Pinkskin, better known as Kevin Kevin Meter or Millard, depending on who you ask. Answer me, Pinkskin. Answer me, Pinkskin. <laughs> what were your thoughts on this? I'm actually very
2: curious about yours. This was good. This has this is a uh, has everything I kind of want from a Star Trek. Episode. It's um, intriguing. The Vulcans intrigued me the most in this episode. Um, I love that they confirmed what we all know: that when Vulcans say they cannot lie, they are lying.
1: Is someone playing
0: the drums? Yeah. Like, what's the banging?
2: Anybody hear that? I don't know what that is.
0: I hear it. So, someone's it. like playing the bongos. Yeah, something's yeah. bouncing or something. Maybe
2: it's Adam's Mike. All right. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Continue. doesn't Sorry. matter.
3: Sorry. Well, now I don't
2: know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> good 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 episode. It's um yeah, I think like what Adam said, it, a lot of good relationships here. I like uh I I liked um what's his name? Shren? Oh my God, Reed! Reed as oh, the Reed. Uh, on the ship as the the de facto captain. I thought that that was he did put in a good performance there. It's, fu- it's funny. Maybe Shren, that should be standard because... procedure as well.
0: I was I was reading I was reading a uh, little synopsis of the episode, and one of the people mentioned they're like, you know, the Enterprise is obviously suited to be run by an Englishman. He goes, this, <laughs> this is this is where he should be, and I think that's something that one of you guys mentioned previously was that. It, it you know we kind of almost in a way like some of these roles should have been to, like flipped around with somebody else like it's yeah you know like archer maybe should have been the the military guy instead of you know the the guy that he is right and all that but anyway there's one more crucial opinion to get which is of course mr dave mater oh yeah hello hello
3: Hello. Um, yeah, so the Andorian incident, um, it's, it's, it's a good uh, episode for me because it's, you know, what do I want out of a Star Trek prequel series? I kind of want to see, like, the pieces of the Federation getting formed and or Starfleet evolving and cer- certain things like that. So more of this and less of, like, you know, Tucker getting impregnated by a Zerillian uh, for me. Uh, although I don't think the episode's as good as it could be. Either because I think it's, 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 it spends a lot of time being this hostage situation. But really, it's about, you know, it's about Tepal more than anything, right? And the fact that she's like, well, I, you know, that like she, when we first meet her, nine, weeks and four days ago you know she was very much like indoctrinated with the vulcan philosophy and she was like these these humans suck and andorians suck you know she kind of she even says as much you know here saying that um that they resent just like humans
2: they resent our superior reasoning and our technology
3: yeah they just resent us because we're so awesome and uh yeah you were not even alive october thirty (laughs) first, 2001 um
0: but but I do have to agree with Sam's next comment, which is Adam got some beard going. He damn well does, and it looks great. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,
3: I'm uh, my, uh, William T. Raker. Right. But I, think lo- Raker. I, I think a lot of like Jolene Blaylock's performance, just when she kind of sees that she was they, like the Vulcans have been hosing them. The Vulcan yeah. High Command is lying about this being a spy facility. Uh and she, you know, she's like, oh, oh. Kind of having to reevaluate all her convictions. I like that part of it, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Archer getting punched a lot. Um always Which good. is always always <laughs> good time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A good time for me. Uh so that I thought that was that was he uh, still has job. a
0: problem even playing the guy that's getting his ass kicked, though. Yes. Like, have you noticed? Like it, it's it's he he's kind of like you don't totally buy that he got his ass kicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's almost got the like quantum leap kind of thing going on still, where it's like you know, uh yeah, I, I had a hard time, but it really wasn't that
3: much of a hard time. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, but yeah, yeah,
0: no, I agree with you.
3: Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple of moments, yeah, and like just when he comes out, he's like, you know, that my planet is full of bacteria, and that if you ever, you know, those smelly Vulcans, I don't know. He's just like, there's a couple times I, 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 I actually like him a little bit in the episode, but, Ooh. um. Yeah, I agree that. Let's like, not
0: tell anybody that though.
3: That I, I that uh, Reed is a character I do like. I like how he's like, uh, you know, when he's telling Hoshi, you know, she's like, "Well, what's the big deal? Like, there's what the, there's some uh, Vulcan meditations." And he's like, "Well, what's the procedures here? What are the standard operating procedures? Maybe that should be procedure. I'm gonna write the book on procedures." Uh, well, and and that's kind of what he's
0: there for, right? Like, yeah. you, you have to remember this is the first you know, warp five capable ship. They're going out farther than anybody else. They don't have rules for this, right? So I, and that's, that's something that I've said throughout the series. And one of the things that I've always been happy with the series is, is they really are kind of showing us the beginning. And, and even as pink skin below me has said, uh, he, you know, even, you know, we got, we, we start to get to see some of the, some of the things that are happening. Um, some of the things that kind of lead to other things that we're used to in the series, um so i i like that i and i agree completely with adam i think this is kind of where we start getting what the show really should be which is you know i i don't need an episode of somebody getting pregnant by an alien i you know we already had that with troy we already had that with you know every other bloody uh thing now the also, interesting I thing about know. yeah the other thing that's interesting about this episode is it's actually uh, directed by a character a person who plays a character that i absolutely hate uh, which is Bolana Torres. So, uh, Ros- uh, what is it, Ro- Rosanna? Rosanna Dawson? Rosanne yeah? Dawson. Dawson? yeah Dawson? Yeah. Uh,
3: not no, not Biggs because she was married to Casey Biggs for a while. She Out
1: was, of yes. my way! Out of but
0: my talk. way! <laughs> but anyway, I can't believe you have these things just ready. But anyway, that, ready. but but I I think as as a direction of an episode, I think it's not bad. Um, I think LeVar Burton does a better job directing episodes, mm-hmm. but. I, I think it was a competent episode when it comes to. She directed
3: to a bunch of Voyager episodes. And, she did, um, yeah. And I think maybe at Space 9, one, I'd have to look it up. Really? Um, I didn't know that. I'd have to look that up.
0: Yeah. But either way, overall, I, I, I think, you know, just to kind of summarize what you guys were saying for the most part, I agree with everything that you guys said. Um, the, the only thing that really hurts me in this episode is I think we have too much of the captive stuff and then not enough of the end game, which the end game was great. Like it, the last five it, minutes of this show is fantastic compared to the rest. Oh. It so she,
2: ends so abruptly. Yes. It, yes. They that, don't talk weird. about anything that happened afterwards. Like it just takes 40 seconds. Like imagine even if you had. What I have with this episode.
0: Yeah. Imagine you had a scene where it's like, you know, they go back to the ship after and, you know, they're kind of sitting in silence while they're eating or something like that. And then, you know, you know, let's say, uh, you know, Paul looks up at him and says, well, maybe you were right. You know, maybe the maybe the Vulcans are really trying to sabotage things, you know, sure. because obviously they're doing all this deception. Right. So um, I think it's great. I think it's a great way to they've they've really shown me two different types of characters that I didn't get. Yeah, obviously we see tons of Vulcans throughout Star Trek, but we don't get this side of the Vulcans. The Vulcans are always like the good guys that are always being nice and, you know, they're trying to be diplomatic all the time and stuff like that. We're really kind of seeing the other side of them, which is they can be deceptive, they can be deceitful, you know, so I think that's great. I I think that you're
1: seeing is, you know, a a race that feels threatened and will do anything they can to, you know, (laughs) preserve their own race again, you know. And they're they're feeling. I mean, it was re- very clear that the Andorians are very hostile towards them. Yes, you know, and <clears throat> so how far will you go? Are, are you going to go against your own um, your own values in order to protect your 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 peace, your own yeah. peace?
0: Well, and we also get we also get the impression as well with this is that the Andorians are literally causing this co- chaos all the time because they think they know something. And the problem is that every time they show up, they ransack the place for a, a day and then they leave because they can't find anything. So it's, you know, are are the Andorians really that technology advanced or are they just maturing as well? You know, we don't really get too far into that. It would have been nice to see some more of that information. But the nice thing about the Andorians is it's, it you know, Sharak uh, is it Chirac? Chirac shran sorry uh shran is a reoccurring character in the show so he's somebody that shows up every so often uh again and this is the worst performance out of jeffrey combs in the entire series and it's still pretty good like when you think about it like he's it, not, even, later he's not on, even
3: named on camera in this episode like his character doesn't get a name i think he's in the script as shran but i don't think he's yeah. he's referred to he's yeah. obviously in charge one of these yeah. Andorians is like a creepy evil Andorian. Yeah, he's Um, like,
0: he's got like a rapist vibe to him. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what's this? And and, and there's a few times where Shran is willing to like decapitate a few Vulcans to, uh, or at least talks about it, Um, you know, and he's supposed to be more of a heroic character. So I don't know if he actually would have done those things, but, um, you know, he's, he comes across a little bit uh, ambivalent here, uh, more of a threat. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know.
2: I'm finding the Vulcans really interesting in this series. They're um a lot more like Romulans. Yeah. Yes. In, in this series. And it made me think today uh, while I was watching it today, do you think that their evolution is because of their contact with humans? Have humans made
0: That is Vulcan? actually Different. That was a point I was thinking. I was thinking about making. Yeah, which is, yeah, y- you have to wonder. Like, it, is this the kind of the precursive to what they become later on because they've had that interaction, where they could have easily just been Romulans. They could have literally been Romulans, uh, the exact same way, right? Maybe a little bit less, you know, militaristic. But you know, that's the only real difference between the two of them, and at at this point in time, is. You know the Romulans, yes, are just as secretive as they are, obviously, um, but they're a little bit more militaristic. Where the Vulcans yeah. aren't right now, right? So it, I think that's interesting. <clears throat> Adam, looks just like just, just
3: espionage say. for the Vulcans. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, just espionage
3: right now. Coming yeah, <laughs> no, to what Dave espionage.
1: was saying about the andorians I think this is the first real episode we've ever been introduced to them. All right? Like we're we're actually getting any any Star Trek. You've like, seen them before, but
3: yeah, never... like uh, you're right. There, there wasn't a ton yeah. of information on them uh, before this. Like they're in that episode, Journey to Babel or Babel, whatever. you go with. Um, yeah. And in the uh, original
2: series,
0: yeah. And
3: then like in Deep Space Nine, Next Gen, Voyager, they're 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 very uh, sparingly referenced or shown yeah. ever. They're never and in it,
1: really. I mean, w- <laughs> when you have the Vulcans on one hand, who are you know are very controlled and and you know um, well controlled emotions. These guys are sort of the opposite of that, you know, yeah. hotheads ready to fight, uh, you know, very quick to judgment while humans are in the middle, right? And this is what you've got all three now cultures together.
3: And, and eventually and- the Tellarites will come into the play too, right? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. They come into us. So yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I, I think that really is you know, one of the nice things about this episode is we start we start learning about a race that we didn't really know much of. They've been there before. They're they're a filler character in the original series. They're a filler character later on in the series uh, as well. So it's it, it's nice to actually get a little bit more backstory from them as well. We still don't know a lot from this episode about them uh, no. other than how they act. Right. But do, it, and they they their
3: star system is near Vulcan.
0: But, right. you know yeah. but you also know that they have more of an honor system yeah you know that they're obviously very close neighbors to Vulcan because of obviously the the, the situation that's going on here um, but I think we're also getting kind of a glimpse especially near the end of the episode where we get the you know I owe you one kind of thing from him uh, which is something that we don't see a lot in Star Trek other than of course with the uh, with the Klingons maybe uh, but we don't see a lot of that whereas you know it's nice to see that in here as well um, but anyway let's get into this episode because there's there's not a lot to talk about at the beginning of the episode but at the end there's a lot to talk about we're already hitting that so there,
3: there was one scene in particular near the beginning I thought was really good um, which, was? which was the one between Flocks uh, and DePaul yeah. Yes. Um, yep. just to uh, reference that where you know he brings in he steals her celery yep. yeah
2: yeah if- first of all what kind of person does that if <laughs> I love Flocks, but if she had snapped his neck right there I would have been like yeah he deserved yeah. Just grabbing I'm food kidding. off of her plate. Well, you got to
0: remember though, the we've already established the fact that the Vulcans don't touch food, right? Yeah, so but they touch the food
2: that's on their plate.
3: But right, but, it's even worse. It's not. It's even worse that he's touching her food with his with his hands. Yeah,
0: but that goes to show you how socially not acceptable he is, though. So in a way, we're kind of expanding him as well because later on, yeah, in the series, we really see him do a lot of kind of gaffy things that he shouldn't be doing. Uh, so it's, it's kind of nice to see the kind of the start to this, the precursor to that because flocks, you got to remember flocks is an alien to everybody on this ship. So yeah, he has been working around humans for a little bit, but he's really out here to explore just like they are. Uh, He's not out. He's not here to you know shake hands and be diplomatic. He's out here to experience it, and he doesn't get a lot of that right now because he's clearly staying on the ship all the time. Uh, But later on, they really do use him. Like he's he's on away missions quite a lot and stuff, which is nice.
3: Yeah, he's only thrown into like maybe a random scene for these first seven episodes or so. But I I do his 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 scene in this episode I think is really good. Not just that he steals her celery and he's kind of weird about that, but Mm -hmm. the uh, the whole thing he's like you know what uh, what's that Vulcan motto? but what is that Vulcan motto um infinite diversity
2: in infinite combinations
3: hmm. <laughs> and he goes what is diversity
2: and what is diversity
1: a celebration of differences
3: right because i think that this is the big thing about to is that you know she's not and the other and the, a lot of the other vulcans for being uh, a self-professed enlightened race they uh they are not tolerant they do not uh, no. embrace that whole infinite diversity yeah. and infinite combinations motto that they're supposed to subscribe to. They're more like human smell and they, they're emotional and it's annoying. <laughs> but <hate> but it.
0: <laughs> isn't that refreshing to see in this, in this series though? Refreshing? Because, oh, I love it. I think it's great that we see the other side of these guys because all we ever see in all of the series combined and you gotta remember this goes back to the original series the original series McCoy used to mention all the time about how how Spock was different and you know he smelled and stuff <laughs> like that so it, it it did happen that that that's that's something that happened in the original series so it's kind of nice that all, they carry that over
2: uh, they're all Spock's dad in this in this series <laughs> like because Mark really- sarek yeah, they're all Seric.
0: <laughs> They've all at least been Seric or one of Seric's aides in any other of the, the series. Yeah, yeah. Like Spock, <laughs> mine,
2: Spock.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, like one thing about Vol, we we, we get Spock, we get um, certain characters. We don't he- like you don't you don't get the politics of a of a country or a, yeah. a, a planet, pardon me, and you, you don't get the the background and you, the infighting that happens, and it's bound to happen. Oh yeah, and I, that's what I think is so cool about this is that you you start seeing more about the race than you would have ever seen otherwise.
0: Yeah, and that's why I like this episode. It's it's one of the best for that.
1: But but even when spot we went we, in the original series, we went to Vulcan and saw the fighting between the men. Like I mean, she referenced it in this one. You know, don't don't Vulcans like to see Either men kill each other, like that's barbaric, you know? But yeah, it right, happens.
3: But that's like the one exception that Spock says in, in Amok time. He's like, "Well, we're logical most of the time, except when it comes to getting down." Then <laughs> we are not. I, like, I, know I think it's you're paraphrasing there. But, but yeah, just a I
0: tiny know. bit of paraphrasing there, but you know, he more the, or less, he says the that, thoughts yeah. there. Um, the thing I, the thing. Wow, we're getting a lot of weird comments today. Uh, spam bots unite! Uh, but anyway, the 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 thing I like about this ep- one of the things that I like about this episode is the scene when they first hit the plant. Oh, time for, time for dinner. Uh, anyway, the uh, when they first hit the planet and they they go in and they they meet the uh, the one you know person who's in the lobby, so to speak, and they find out that they have shown up during what is it, gem or gemdatar or something? Pajem, 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 yeah. Where they're purging their emotions, and you know, oh, Kolinar. Kolinar, oh, That's yeah, it. Yeah, this dude. and yeah, this dude greets them and. I think what's interesting is the you see T'Pol, and T'Pol tries to deal with the situation the way that T'Pol would normally deal with the situation. And then she sees Archer kind of take the rein. And, and for a moment there, it almost looked like she was proud of him, right? And I, I think it's interesting, though, because he starts kind of going against everything that she's already said she's already prepped these guys and said you know you need to take this stone you need to you know bow and then wait five seconds of respective silence and stuff like that like she's given them all these ground rules and then archer's just kind of like uh something weird's going on because well yeah but, but prior to, he to that, Hall, though, though, he, that. Yeah. he was ready to do that he was ready to go absolutely yeah, right. he was ready to go. And then Tapal mentions something like, you know, this is, you know, that statue over there is, you know, on a weird tilt. As yes, he
3: seems a bit agitated. Agitated.
0: Yeah and, yeah. and then, you know, Trip says something like, you know. You call you that agitated? You yeah. You call that agitated? <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway. And then at that point, Archer's instinct kind of kicks in and says, wait maybe she's right. There is something a little weird. So he decides to mix it up a bit and see what kind of reaction he could get. Right. And that's what he does. Uh, But I think it, I I think it kind of plays pretty beautifully because it, it, it reminds me of the Kirk, the Kirk, years because the kirk would do the same thing spock would say oh you know we got to do this we got to do this we got to do that and kirk would be like fuck you i'm the captain i do what i want kind of thing and he just kind of runs in right and you know most of the time that ended up being bad and obviously in this case the same thing happens where you know that happens then all of a sudden they find out the Andorians are there and the Andorians have taken the console you know the the entire uh, church uh,
2: hostage in this scenario
3: this wasn't a good move like they should have got this guy's gun
2: I actually think that was a good scene. And that scene was all about trust. It was that, that he trusted her instinct and then she was trusting him to take over and to do something about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I agree.
3: And then they all get taken hostage. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes trust is misplaced. And this
0: is the worst part of this episode is really the whole hostage thing, because it does go a little too long. Um, You know, this is this is a good 30 minutes of the episode. Right. Probably about 25, 30 minutes of the episode. Now, things happen and we learn more about how different people are reacting and stuff like that. Um, Jeffrey Combs, obviously, every time he's on camera, he steals it. Uh, because that's who he is, and that's how great he is of, a, of an actor in this scenario. He's the best actor in this show. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> just you know, at least in this episode, <laughs> yeah. But, but the but, thing
1: is, he's he's really trying to figure out how this character is going to develop too. I mean, at this point,
0: this is the first time he's played him. Yeah, exactly. because he's
1: so. usually pretty funny, and and he's pretty straight ass, and just straight, and, and really. I mean, he's he's not a nice guy either. He's, he's no, relaxed. he's angry. And he's angry because he knows
0: something's going on, but he can't prove it. And, you know, obviously his assumptions are correct later on. Uh, But, you know, he's surrounded by these guys who all insist that nothing bad is going on. And he's like, dude, there's something really bad going on here. I know there is. Uh, I just can't prove it. And then archers almost in a way caught in the middle of those. Even though yes, he's a hostage, but he really is caught in the middle. But Archer is going along with it as well. You know how could the Vulcans do this? There's no way the Vulcans could do this. You know, so he's kind of putting his trust into Paul because to Paul is basically saying this is absurd.
3: But you know, he's like, he's always been mistrustful of the Vulcans. But on the other hand, um, but he's starting
0: I- to trust his first officer, and that's and that's and that gets back to what Kevin said: is it, this is really a trust maneuver, um, and that's what I like about this.
3: What about the trust, though, between the Vulcans and Earth? Um, and the fact that, you know, Vulcan is has a, a relationship with uh, Earth for over a century. They just met these Andorians 10 seconds ago. And he, they kind of uh, sell them oh. out here a little bit.
0: Well, they couldn't kind of have met the Andorians 10 because they, they mentioned over and over that they show up every so often. and they No, humans. Oh, okay. The humans. I'm sorry.
3: I because when Vulcan. they find that, that thing... They don't have to, he doesn't have he, he, I think he does do the right thing and lets them go. Uh and, and but technically he's he's not being a very good ally to these Andorians who a took him captive, B beat his face in C threatened to rape his first officer, D threatened <laughs> to decapitate a few Vulcans. Um, you know, so and like and again, like. Yeah, and like Earth and Vulcan have a relationship, a diplomatic relationship. Now, mm-hmm. I, I get that you would be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't, or maybe we should reevaluate that, or whatever. But yeah. um, it just well, it seems the, the Andorians are strangers, and the Vulcans are supposed to be their longtime allies. But But yeah. to that
1: point, Dave, don't you think they would have briefed Starfleet on other races they're going to bump into?
3: It seems like no. It seems like. Well, <laughs> they even they even reference that earlier in their that their star charts that they have aren't even that good. They're like, hey, yeah, they're not uh, even that accurate. There yeah. wasn't that star that we passed the other week. It's not even on their charts. No, no that's star.
1: You know, here's that's a great point though. So you've got Enterprise wandering around because they don't even want the star charts. You know, according to Trip, so they're going to bump into other races that Vulcan's already met, and in this one we have a, a very poor relationship. If I was Vulcan, I I would kind of want my new allies of Earth to, to you know, stick on my side. So given the lowdown, I don't like the Evangorians, and this is why. You okay.
3: know. Whether um, it's true or not, yeah. Like, it seems like... Um,
0: but the other but, thing could be said, the opposite could be said as well. Maybe you don't want them to know that there's a race that thinks you're constantly spying on them. and yes Especially are. when there's a lot of people of Earth who feel the same way, that the Vulcans are trying to control things. So maybe so the worst nightmare like,
3: is that the Vulcans and the Andorians, be, or the humans and Andorians, become friends. It would be the worst nightmare for the Vulcans.
0: Exactly. So maybe the omission and hope that they don't run into them. Would Unless be
3: a the humans, the Andorians, the Vulcans, and the Tellarites all become friends, and then that's the worst uh, uh, nightmare for the Romulans.
0: Could be.
1: Could be. Actually,
3: that's exactly But at this point
0: I mean, we don't have Romulans yet. Yeah. Not in this series, anyway. But actually I don't even remember. Yeah. They I show up. They, they, they show do up, show yeah. up. Yeah. 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 So. Not a big arc, but they do show up. Well, I guess it is a big arc in some sense near the end. Near the end, but yeah, it would have been the,
3: in the fifth season. It would have been a bigger thing.
0: It would have been a bigger arc in the fifth, yeah. But it if didn't there happen, was one. So. Anyway,
3: yeah. Like overall,
0: I think I, I think this still comes down to what Kevin said, which is this is this is trust. You know all the way through this episode is all about trust. You know, does does Archer trust to Paul's instincts? Does Archer go with his own instincts? Does Archer trust the, you know, Andorians? You know, are the Andorians going to trust Archer with information that he's giving? You know, so there is a lot of trust really is the theme here, I think. And obviously the trust is broken at the end. Uh but overall like the the, the episode itself, I just think the main the main issue really is the amount of time there we are as being a hostage in the goofiness that happens during that and the one the one guard is just annoying as hell
3: why do you think they made that choice though because we were just saying that the end the episode ends so abruptly that there's no time for like um to paul to kind of process it or for them to kind of come to a conclusion and they could have cut out some of this stuff that dragged in the middle to do 40 it.
2: seconds all they 40 needed seconds. 40 seconds at the end i
1: i think that the, i think it's mean, on purpose cons- exactly consider that yeah. you know i think we were meant to walk away feeling uneasy oh,
0: yeah, we want to see the next episode now because we want to know if that continues. I, I, is there more to that? Um, are we going to see more Andorians next week? Um, you because know, this, I mean, this like, start a conflict, right?
1: You're walking away feeling mistrust towards the Vulcans. These are the guys that be, you know, Archer and crew being sort of making, um, you know, being very angry with the whole nine and nine weeks and four days, making snide remarks, etc. And I, I think now, okay, what, well, we're walking away from this episode. Of going, what now? now? Is this going to be still in an alliance? Where does Paul fit in? Like, how is she yeah. going to, you know, how is she going to handle her commanders? Like, it's very, very interesting. Well, especially questions. now
0: that she's sold sold out the the Vulcans realistically, because she didn't she didn't have to hand over the sensor. She didn't have to call up the ship and say, "Yeah, the." Yep, she she's, she's
2: number two. Well, she's and that's the, where they, we get they, into it. You though. Had to because, do all those things.
0: Well, no, she has to because that—that's the chain of the command. But she chose to do that. She didn't have to. Yeah. She could have easily
3: said no. And then couldn't, she could have arre- couldn't she have arrested this guy for pointing a gun at Archer's head? Absolutely. And he said he was gonna kill him. Yep. And then he got. So she doesn't. Him. They just kind of leave him there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of leave him there because you know the worst thing that you can do to the Vulcans that have already been beaten up a bunch of times for this is leave them with a bunch of a- angry Endorians for the next time they show up you mm, know because yeah. obviously they have this big facility and obviously spoiler that is the end of the thing i think there's a
3: lot of crimes committed here and i think nobody's held accountable for any of it you know it's uh but
0: but in a way how are they going to the earth can't hold them accountable it's well at least a vulcan a vulcan fight. Yeah, but T'Pol's not out there to to enforce Vulcan rule everywhere. Like she's out there to. So she just lets him get away with it? I don't think she lets him get away with it. But she does.
1: Well, I I think you know know, this could be considered an international incident. You know, in in true spy stories. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you're gonna walk away from some things, but they got like Vulcan's got a lot of questions to answer now. Yeah, you know, and,
0: and, and this and these and these things do trickle back in in the series. Like this isn't the last we hear of this crap. Like they no. they even mention this facility again later on in the in the series. So it, it's 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 something that you know kind of sets a precedent as to I think we're now getting that fine. You know, the fine bond between Topal and Archer. They finally have realized that number one, Topal is going to do what she's told. Okay. Because that's the right thing for Topal to do. But Topal is also going to make, she's going to reassess how her people deal with everybody because she was just as blinded by this as, as anybody else was. Like when you see the doors open and she sees the facility, she's dumbfounded by this. She's like, what the hell is this? This is a sacred site. And yet, we have this nice huge facility that we're spying
3: on in Dorians with. Like you know, which obviously you see like out. a whole bunch of Vulcans walking around inside too. Like,
0: well, and the thing is, they open the door and like these Vulcans are just going among amongst their business. Like, it, it's no like really the budget
3: budget. they're Oblivious to like the uh, they they can they can tell what an Endorian's having for breakfast, but they can't tell Guys, what's happening upstairs. This aired <laughs> on UPN. Okay, we got to remember this was on UPN. <laughs> okay, like this isn't this
0: isn't a CBS production. Okay, like this is UPN. Uh But you know, overall, I I. I think the episode is great. I there's the fight scenes are a little stupid for the most part. Uh the torture scenes are very PG. Uh I would have liked to see them a little bit more rough. Uh would have been nice, uh, especially for a show that really was in a 14 time slot. Um, so but I I like how Tapal handles herself through most of this episode. She she's she's kind of she's almost Switzerland for most of the episode and then she kind of she gets into over. bed. She gets into really covers.
2: Like I really like this blanket scene. See, I
0: hate this scene, but even really? even Adam mentioned that he liked this scene. So tell oh, me no, why I really this is a good this. scene?
2: Because she she won't take the blanket. She tells him he smells, yeah, and then yeah. she gets she gets in. But then he questions her loyalty, and you see her turn and rip the blanket away from him. <laughs> that's like a jilted. Yeah, like she's like I'm like, to disobey your orders. Mary <laughs> yeah well, i, th-
3: I think they, they established that in the pilot right when he when she when he became incapacitated and she could not turn the ship around and she didn't right yeah. and he was like that's the know, start win. yeah um and and so like it's only reinforced and that that these i think for any captain and first officer to be effective on these shows on these star trek shows they have to have trust so but they're they're starting off from a position of mistrust and sort of skepticism from the get which makes them only like comparable i think is probably like kira and cisco uh, but even they kind of get in sync pretty fast yeah like... well they
0: both have a common they both have a common goal where we still don't think paul has the same goal that archer has at least i don't get that impression anyway this early in the series i think uh, Tapal's
3: reevaluating her values constantly when to yeah, goes into
0: is... the new outfit when she switches to the new outfit, that's when you start seeing Paul that's on Archer's side all the time. Which
3: well, that's I, when she like, like. she fully joins Starfleet, but never wears yeah. a Starfleet uniform.
0: Yeah, she's basically Starfleet at that point. Where you know this is this is still pre pre her joining Starfleet, right? But I I love how the Andorians are done. I think the makeup is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm just you know I'm just looking at my back screen here. Like I I don't know about you guys, but I think this is fantastic makeup for what it is. Um, you know, I love the fact that they have animatronic uh antennas and they are moving. CGI, longer, right? right? Oh, they're not nope, animatronic. Those are those were animatronic. They actually, oh, okay. So they still have so, them, yeah.
3: So they had so, to build that into like their headpiece and everything? Yep. Yeah, so
0: they ha- they're all wearing a headpiece that has a um it's like a tube and it's got four wires in it, and they can individually control which way they move based on the four wires. Right. So I, I saw a whole thing about it. So but it was I think it's fantastic. <laughs>
3: Well, it, it, I remember it, being it impressed with job. it really at the time, especially because in the original series, the Andorians just have like those like, you know, glue yeah. on antennas that don't move and don't do. And, much. and this and, is actually a providing transmitters. Yeah, yeah th- this is a perfect
0: picture for the other thing that I also like the fact that they don't all have the ha- same hairdo. Yeah, they kind of have the same hairdo. But if you notice, like Jeffrey Combs has much more hair up here where the guy behind him has a massive receding hairline. Right. So I like the fact that they have different age ages. The thing I always hated about the Klingons is almost everybody has the same hairline. It it didn't make any sense to me. They only have so many wigs. Well, I guess so. But, you know, it's you know, I understand the fact that, you know, the ridges are different on everybody, which is great. Uh, But this is kind of the Andorian way of uh, of seeing things. If you notice, even like some of the like the bone structure in their faces are different depending on which character you look at um so it's you know some of that's obviously just the actor that's playing it i'm sure but you know overall i like the fact that there's like what appears to be a scar on 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 his face which you find out later on he fought in wars and stuff like that on his own
3: well Um, do you like what they've done with the andorians in star trek discovery jody no no
0: no they're they're too they're too polished they're they're too plastic looking to me i i like this look this is rough enough. I also like that when you get close up to them, they obviously, you know, it's because of the way they're meshing the paint and stuff like that. But, but you, you see different tones in their face. It's not one all tone, which I really like. I like the fact that they have a weathered face, uh, which to me, I just gives you a little bit more authenticity, I think with the characters, but that's just me.
3: I think yeah, that's I just, more of a preference well, this thing is than a, everybody. Maybe not the, the perfect photo. But Do you have here's... a picture? Yeah. See that, that to me looks totally plastic.
0: To me like it it's just... way more
3: blue like they definitely have made the shading way uh, like well and have... it's
0: all one solid color it's almost like this guy could be part of the blue man group like this guy could be the blue man group who knows
3: yeah right. I kind of like it's, what do it's... you think what do you think guys Adam
1: yeah, I didn't link the two I, I Discovery is just on its own out there by itself it's it's it's. it's, <laughs> it's, what, we it's... it's what we used to say about
3: Enterprise what we used to say about Enterprise
1: yeah. Well, now Discovery's gone further. Literally.
0: Don't screw it up for me. I haven't watched the fourth yet.
1: I, look, I think you're looking at, you know, 20 years difference in technology and how they build these these shows. <laughs> and...
0: but that But that's what I think I'm not looking at. Because 20 years worth of technology should have gave me something that looks way more authentic than that. And to me,
3: that just looks like a guy wearing a plastic prosthetic mask that's all one color. That's what here's, I think. Here's know. another one. Just a uh, this is another like another shot from the same from Discovery. S- same thing. I like the antenna design though. I like the fact that they're uh, they're thicker.
0: They're
3: and thicker and problem. Problem. They're, they're
0: definitely CGI now. Um I think. yeah, they are CGI now, yeah, for sure. Uh but I, I, I don't know. Kevin, what do you think?
2: I don't really have an opinion. Both are fine. Oh, <laughs> okay. <Fair
0: enough.
3: laughs> they're blue and they got antennas. That's all
0: that's you all know what? that's that's the <laughs> nice thing about opinions. We all can have them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> or I have a question for you guys, guys
1: or not on, on this. this. Does, does it ever bother you when they start talking about how a race smells, you know? No. And the question, the reason I ask that question, I, you know, when, when you think about undiscovered country when they're over 100, you know, they're talking about the smell, yeah. and you know, this time it's the Vulcans saying how much. It sh- uh, it's because vulcans think we first smell first bad, isn't it? You know, I, I just think it's the ultimate degradation of a comment. Like, I, I, I I don't like it. And well, it, I think
0: they could have come up with something better than that. Uh, but I understand why they did it as well. It's, it's, it's jarring
2: in Star Trek. It's it's jarring when you hear it. Yeah. The smell must be intolerable.
0: But some would say it's jarring taking a, a race that has been in five series prior to this, uh, and has been represented in a good guy mentality and make them look bad. Like this, this yeah. this this episode makes the Vulcans look bad. The Vulcans are not nice people, or at least some of them. I don't think are.
1: the Vulcans have looked good this whole the whole series so far. Well, Paul's the only one that's I think Paul
0: looks decent. I yeah, I think... we're talking an
1: individual, not a race. This is true. A culture. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is true. But she is the representation on the ship. Um, you know, I think she does a good job on representing her race on the ship, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it is it is jarring to see that, especially in a show that is supposed to be realistically about you know kind of diversity and acceptance uh at least that's what my initial i do remember uh about, trip
3: but... was making comments about how the klingons were smelly when they had to go through that uh decan or that depressurization thing yeah whatever. the pilot yeah. episode yeah the first one yeah um yeah. and you know klingons apparently do smell to humans a little bit um you know so i don't know it's kind mm-hmm. of it's 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 but all... maybe
0: that's the retaliation for that because we have heard that in other series as well so maybe this is kind of the way to offset the fact that make, make, make the humans look bad in this scenario, right? Instead of the Klingons. Kind of humbling them, I guess, in a way.
3: Oh, yeah. We are all we all can be offended by smells, I guess. But
0: she I makes think. various mentions to the fact that she's you know using this spray
2: that works for 24 hours. Uh, and She's got her nasal. And I was given a nasal numbing agent.
0: Nasal numbing agent. Yes.
2: I kind of wish they had just at least ended that at you get used to it like she that's has where that's it. where
0: this is going by the way just so you know yeah, <laughs> yeah in a couple episodes later it,
1: it's
3: the numbing thing doesn't come up but, anymore she just adapts okay. back on the thing that that like on the vulcans i think that uh like i know where this is going and the, Vul- the vulcans as a culture at this point are not who they will be uh by the time of spock like they culturally nobody is. They, yeah. Because uh, we don't, there's a lot we don't know yet that Kevin hasn't seen yet, but uh, like that mind melds right now are a taboo in Vulcan society. But yeah, by the time do we get to Spock's time, it's, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, things have changed a bit. Um, so like what is sort of the Vulcan status quo here? These Vulcans are different than the Vulcans like, like Tuvok and uh, 23rd yeah. and 24th century Vulcans that we met. But, but so are the humans. Well, the humans are different too. Humans like, right no- now
0: are a bunch of idiots that don't really know what the hell they're doing. So the andorians and like better. Yeah. Absolutely. And in a hundred years from now, they know how to do this better. And that's what I love about this show. This show shows us the bad side of this. It, it doesn't show us the you know sparkly, squeaky clean crew that can never do wrong. Uh, you know, Kirk had that for the most part, but still, Kirk did some stupid things. Uh, but you know, by the time we got up to like Picard, Picard very rarely did anything bad. Like you know, other than you know, become a Borg eventually, uh, but you know he for the most part he kept he kept a pretty tight ship and he he did things the way he should have did them for the most part. There were some questionable things, obviously, just like with any other captain. Uh, but you know, it's that evolution, and that's what I love about this show is the fact that it shows me that evolution. Could I would I want to recast this show a hundred percent? Okay, but what I got still shows me interesting things, and this is a perfect example. This episode, I already. This is the first episode that I told Kevin that I actually wanted to hype it because this is an episode that I thought he would enjoy. And it sounds like he did for the most part. Um, but yeah, yeah to to the come, come just needed an extra 40 or... seconds. I would have loved to see a scene where they're sitting at like the dinner table or something and they just reflect on what just happened or something simple like that. I'd like
2: to know what Tapal is thinking at the end of that episode.
0: Well, she, she shows can't. you later on. Uh, in a couple episodes from this kind of shows you, you know, this is what I don't want to wait
2: a couple episodes, just hint at it at the end of this episode, when the story is over, like every other show. <laughs> and that's probably why
0: some people have a problem with this show, Kevin. So. But you've gone farther than you already have in your voyage with.
1: with. Oh, Enterprise. yeah. This is, I've never seen this. No, you're
0: in new territory now, right? So yes. it's, uh, you know, this is exciting for you. You get so, to experience this for the first time.
1: Did you guys catch that? You know, they were talking about um, how long the monster has been there, a thousand years?
3: Three thousand. Three thousand.
1: Three thousand. So Vulcans have been traveling through space for three thousand years at least then. Yes. Yes. Wow.
0: Well, you got to remember they even mentioned that in First Contact, you know, they 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 said something along the lines later on because Picard makes a comment about how like they've been, you know, they met them but they were already out in space for X amount of time or something like that. I can't remember the exact amount I think one.
2: that's interesting. I guess that means that they don't evolve technologically as fast as humans do. It's not logical.
3: It would only no. lead to
0: punitive they, they they only they only have what they need. They're they're yeah. like they're well, like hippies, right?
3: What what I I think like they they started filling a bit of these gaps in in discovery as well, but um, yes. by the time of discovery. Uh, which is the 32nd century, uh, the Vulcans and the Romulans have reunited, but they were originally one species, uh, and, and the Romulans left. They left the planet and they went somewhere else and they've made Romulus and kind of went their own way, but they eventually come back together. And that was thousands yeah. of years ago to the point but where they, they forget.
0: They, yeah, they cover that in this, though, as well. In the fourth season, they mention a bunch of that stuff.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. Here's that. Hey, three this. Good?
1: Maddening scene for me, if I can talk about it, Jody. Absolutely. So when Tucker goes into the catacombs, right, and he starts wandering around and he sees those three holes. Yes. Okay. So then he goes back and, and tells Archer. Archer then, I need to Does. talk to you guys, goes out, gets beat up, throws yeah. the little thing, the figurine through the hole so they can see if it's indeed the right room. But can they just go look through the holes in the eyes and see where, they, anyway, it was going? about <laughs> That's a lot of work, it, a lot of work. Was, there's your there's your 10 minutes, Kevin. It was also, just totally exactly. set up just for that. All, yeah. Also, he didn't do
2: that very sneakily. Like he <laughs> yeah. got beat up for no reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, was, he was
3: getting he was enjoying it by that point. But did you know that
0: 70% of all
2: life on this planet is bacteria? Okay, that when he asked that question, the guy goes, What yeah. <laughs> do you think yeah. he's saying what to like? Why are you telling me this useless information? or Gross 70% of your planet is bacteria. I get the
0: impression it's the it's the it's the first one, but uh, I like to
2: think it's the other.
0: Maybe he's really grossed out. He's like, Really? That much bacteria on your planet? Why are you even alive? You know, like it could be one of those things, right?
3: So, but I get, I get another grievance with this episode. All right, the transporter T- scene. testify, Dave.
0: Testify.
3: This whole transporter scene. I love this scene.
0: This scene's great. You love this scene? I love this scene. Why? Because it just shows how primitive things are. And you know what? It also shows us, uh, what's his name? Uh, Reed. It, It shows us Reed is kind of a badass because Reed's like, you know oh yeah well i know all the rumors but you know get on the goddamn pad right like we got some shit to do here <laughs> like i don't have time for your bullshit like let's just go get this done right which i think is still stupid but
3: it's fine no it's not why, my, why does my hoshi know is... how to use it though that's my issue okay why is she the most qualified to run this transporter because for something hoshi she needed
0: did. something to do
3: get mayweather to do it like if you remember
0: he... a couple episodes back hoshi was dealing with the snail I would feel. We better already if, used
3: that poshi. I'd feel better if Flocks was operating this. Like she is <laughs> not qualified whatsoever to be operating this. Well, this she's machine. qualified
0: to move it up and down again. I guess she's qualified. There's
3: got to be red shirts on this on this ship that can. Uh, there that ain't can no do this. red shirts in this show. They don't We're have a... like no, ex- red shoulders. Shoulders. We don't, we don't
1: have. So it has to be engineers.
0: We have engineers, but they're busy doing engineer things, guys. This they're is an not... engineering thing.
3: Transporting someone down is an engineering task. Especially, especially hey, since transporting
2: people is still experimental.
3: Oh, she is a highly qualified Starfleet
0: She's officer. She's not that's certified coming, to run transport. That's coming from Davin, who is obviously uh, one of the uh, creators of lacutus of Tre uh, of What is it? The Locu- of, locuters, locuters trying i can i can never say it right i'm sorry uh but great great mm-hmm. podcast if you ever get a chance but yeah it clearly davin uh davin believes that she is
3: she is uh thing but for a machine he also, he also
0: says that 70 of this panel is bacteria as well oh,
3: right. oh. I, I am amongst that so, but yeah. but i'm telling you that like if for a machine that they're not confident in using that they know they're their molecules are going to get scrambled, and and they're afraid to use. You don't get the least qualified officer on the ship to do it. No, you maybe, go
0: get the damn. Maybe you, you go get that lady from the original Star Trek. That's what you do. The maybe, one that killed maybe people. You do in the first get the one. least
2: qualified. That way, if something goes wrong, you go look. It's not the transporter's fault. The transporter's fine. Hoshi. <laughs> she didn't
0: just know how to use <laughs> <laughs> Hoshi's an idiot. She killed everybody, just like uh, what Janice Rand.
3: Yeah, well she she's got a better track record than Janice Rand.
0: Janice think. Rand killed yeah. a lot of people with the trolley. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> tel- you know. <laughs> <Two. Well>, that <laughs> was more than Hoshi did.
3: Yeah. Hoshi's, go Hoshi for them.
0: Hoshi's three and three right now, man. She hasn't killed anybody. She, uh, she, she, she it worked off fine, yeah. Like they were like but I do dude. like the scene from the fact that you have the the one officer who's just kind of like, yeah, I've heard some bad things about this. And then you see Reed, who's just kind of like, dude, we got shit to do. We don't have time for your bullshit.
3: Yeah, this right? this guy. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. what? He's like, he's yeah, like all right. Come. Like, Hoshi's running this thing. You know this, if right? you Do you want to be the guy who brings Archer his dinner? Because that will be your new assignment <laughs> if you don't get this. Yeah, Hoshi,
0: perfect transport record, just so you know. I agree with Davin on that one, 100%. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I like the scene itself with the exception of Hoshi running it. I don't I don't get that, but anyway. Uh, and obviously she's beaming down these guys because these guys have this great plan of beaming into the chamber and jumping into the little area that Cedar Trip's Passage. been hanging out with the whole time yeah. uh, because nobody notices that Trip's missing
1: uh, because he's missing a lot. But nobody's Dorians
3: aren't good at inventory. Yeah, they're not good at count. Well, no, he's them. always back for Fred head count.
1: He's always back when they do the that. Well,
0: that's true. Yeah, they've been doing head counts, and he is there. <laughs> and but, Torians uh, are good. Yeah. at Yeah. Now, door. now we're in we're in a we're in a sanctuary that's got a lot of relics. Hey, it's it's whatever time it is now. But anyway, hey, somebody agreed with me. There's a lot of relics in this, and there's two things in this entire scenes that just drive me mental. Number one. The scene where they're wiring up the the, the the cast head thing to blow up, which makes no sense at all. But anyway, if you're going to do it, I guess you're going to do it. I guess it's, you know, people over, over preservation, I guess. Uh, but the second thing is the gunfight right before we see the secret door. The gunfight in what appears to be some sort of Indian bazaar uh, with a bunch of Ming vases kicking around. Like, there's a lot of Ming vases here. Like, the, the Vulcans must love Ming vases. They must buy them every time they go back to Earth because there's a lot of them in there. And they're just shattering left, right, and center. And some of the times the, the beams are just flying off of them. Sometimes they're breaking them. I don't know how that gets, I don't know how that works, but I guess metals versus clay, I guess. Uh, but overall, like, a firefight in there just seems very irresponsible.
3: I do like, I do, I did enjoy that the Andorians have like these blue beams. Everything about them is blue. <laughs> it's their
2: favorite color. It's their favorite they, they, color. They like blue.
0: Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe consuming. the reason why they're blue is because of the crystals they use in their, in their guns. Uh, but I like Devin's comment here. You could say that Hoshi has a better transport record than the transport legend Miles O'Brien. Don't you O'Brien. be slagging on Miles O'Brien. He won't <laughs> have... Which is, which is also a hundred percent accurate. Miles has yeah, killed but wait people. Wait a second.
1: O- O'Brien beamed like thousands of people. Hoshi yeah, beamed three. We're
0: not talking ratios. We're talking how many what his kill count is, okay? <laughs> and right now his kill count definitely higher than Hoshi's. And I don't uh, like Hoshi and I'm rooting for her on this
3: one. Listen, Davin she shouldn't have been the one to she shouldn't have been tasked for the transporter. She ha- well, I'm surprised they didn't get Mayweather to do it. Where the hell was he? He was, He
0: didn't do anything this entire Somebody's got to
3: fly
2: the ship. <laughs>
0: where are they flying they're in orbit
2: somebody's got to maintain orbit
0: maintain orbit (laughs) yeah true enough true enough true enough. but anyway so we get the ending which essentially is this secret door is found behind this what appears to be a rug or something that's being uh thing and it's hidden uh archer opens the door and then all of a sudden he goes hold your fire and everybody just gets up and looks at the marvel that is this door instead of just taking pot shots and killing each other which makes no sense at all to me but whatever I guess they were all intrigued on
2: the fact that they found this.
0: To do so chamber. would be blasphemy. It
2: would
3: be.
0: I blasphemy. love
2: that the Vulcans spend all this time hiding this thing, and then ultimately, it's behind some tapestry. Like <sighs> they didn't do well, a very good job of hiding the like, door. Like they hid the
0: they hid this whole installation from sensors and everything, but they couldn't hide the fucking door. Like how how do you? How <laughs> they didn't do you even miss know what was this? going on. They didn't know what was going on upstairs. Well, and overall, like, over and over again, they're like, no, we don't need you to go in the tunnels. No, we don't need you to go in the tunnels. The tunnels are sacred. Don't go in the tunnels. Don't go in the tunnels. See. Clearly, that's where you're going. To, to go in there off. would be
2: blasphemy. Yeah, exactly. You know? I have a moth. In they've there. been calling these monks liars, and all this time, they've been right. How
0: they've got, got enough happen? equipment down there to see what any Andorian is having for
2: breakfast. That's right.
0: Well, uh, let's be honest. It's probably something. It's probably blue Cheerios. It's probably that's my so
2: let's have some resolution to this at the end, or some indignant speech, or something. What we actually get,
0: funny enough, you should mention that, Kevin. What we actually get is to Paul scanning the installation. She's now she's now imaged the installation, and then Archer basically looks at her and says, "Give him the damn scanner."
1: Yeah, give him right? the pictures. Give
3: him yeah, the, give the him spy the, photos. That, that picture it, give
2: is give hilarious. It. She looks really concerned. He looks yeah, like he's concerned. like. <laughs> Like he just I, told I, a joke or
3: something. I think like, that like, like I just farted. I think he does do like the morally right thing here, but I think of like course. objectively looking at this, like I I could imagine that this would have blowback to him. Like that this is like, gonna have blowback, and we do see yeah. it later on. Uh, but, but, but wait me say, what blowback can it
1: have? I mean. Like, when he gets back to the ship, he'd he better be calling Admiral Forrest and saying, hey, this is going on. Because then Admiral Forrest should be getting a Right. Okay.
3: Instance. But just think about like uh, if Canada <laughs> found out that the United States was doing something illegal and we turned around <laughs> and told Russia, it would not be well received. But Even if the Americans were in the wrong and we were right. morally right, they're still our closest ally. All right. So it's like, that's kind of what feels a bit off to me here. Well, that, that's you know. what I was
1: saying earlier is like, how do they not know about the Andorians? Uh, but yeah, but
3: but,
0: there, but I think the, re, I think you're missing the, the one key piece to this though, which is right after that happens, she asks for Reed's communicator. And she says basically to the enterprise, they're free to go. Right. That further shows the fact that at this point, She's on his side, so she's going to stick up for him because this is bullshit. This shouldn't be happening. This is not what the Vulcans do, at least according to her, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in a way that kind of solidifies the fact that what he has done, she's going to stand behind now because she's basically said, you know what? This is wrong. I agree. This is wrong. This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. And so this is news to her, just as it is to everybody else. She, oh, she you know, she's obviously not showing nearly as much emotion as she should.
1: She has been, lost but, all control. Yeah,
0: she has lost absolutely all control. But but, but, but you even, can see there's some, you know, even in the eyes. The eyes really tell everything. The eyes. She's got that kind of puppy dog eye thing going on, where it's almost wow, my camera's going nuts. Uh, but it, it's almost the idea of. Uh, sorry, let me just turn this off. Um it's the idea of the fact that she, she, you can kind of see there's remorse in her eyes. She's like, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't know that something was going on here. Like she, she claims to be very smart and very intelligent. And obviously she is. Um, but she also, you have to remember her situation is she is a liaison. She actually does have information. So the fact that she didn't know this was going on further makes her feel deceived, de- you know, deceived as well. Right. So she's on that. Side. You
2: require more training.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. well yeah so. i think i think i think that Julianne blaylock deserves a lot of uh, credit for this episode i think she gives a really good i think she's always good in this role i think her role mm-hmm. her performance overall throughout the series as to paul is one of the best casting decisions i think playing a vulcan is hard <laughs> she,
0: yeah well the first couple of episodes she plays kind of like the bitchy girlfriend like ex-girlfriend and then she kind of gets back into this and i think i like this better where she she still has you still think she has her own motives but she really is starting to come along now. She's really feeling like she's part of the crew and she's going to, she's going to do what's right for the crew. Uh, and we've seen that previous in a couple of other episodes, some of the decisions she's made uh, such I, as not going back and stuff like that. So
2: I feel like her, um, her performance to play a Vulcan is to, pl- is not to play it not emotionally, but like controlled emotions. And she does yes. that really well. Yeah. Like well, there's a morality to her right? character, but it's it's under control, yep. and that's how that's how Leonard Nimoy played it as well. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. Now she she's not a Leonard, Leonard Nimoy, I don't think, not at this stage. More of a Tim uh, Russ. Uh, more of a Tim Russ, yeah. In, in between the two, actually, Tim Russ. I never thought was that good of a Vulcan, but uh, but you know he did did okay, I guess. You lack mental discipline. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, we see that, and then at that point uh sure what is his name sure shran shran i always screw that up uh we see shran and shran's almost got a kind of a, a respectful eye to him now he's he's almost like you know what and then he turns around and he says i owe you one you know i owe you one and then he walks away and even though we don't know yet that that's significant it is significant because later on he shows up and does a lot of things to help uh so he,
3: he'll be he becomes a very important character a very a very uh one of one of jeffrey Combs' best characters actually i think uh, i think it uh,
0: might actually be his prof- one of his best performances other than obviously on ds9 i think way moon uh, is probably his way is probably is uh, but best,
3: i, I but... prefer this character to brunt his ferengi character yes um, absolutely and uh, yeah, but they're all very different, but they all have Jeffrey Combs' uh, voice, including yeah. uh, that uh, that murder drone guy from um, uh, Star Trek Lord X. I will produce a whole fleet of oh, murder, yes. drones. <laughs> murder drones. Murder drones.
0: <laughs> but and, and you know, right away when you hear the voice, you know, it's, it's Jeffrey Combs and, yeah. you know, it was almost it, right. But you mentioned earlier, you know, Jeffrey Combs, we normally get more of a playful character out of him, and that's something that we see later on down the line. We actually do see more playful, uh, uh, playful version of this character even. <clears throat> so right now he's pissed off because of what's going on. But later on, you know, he really, he he almost becomes a very good ally to Archer. Do you
3: know uh, he was the runner up for Riker to yes. Frakes? Yeah. Yep. yep. I did know that. Would that. Different.
0: I, I would have loved to see that actually. I don't know if it would have been as successful as uh, Frakes was. Frakes but... was.
3: Uh Frakes is breaker to me. Like it's it well,
0: we only because we see that in retrospect. Yeah, you know, we don't know. It hard.
3: But... It, well, yeah. If it was the other, if history was different, then I would say probably the opposite. But then we I mean, would
2: it... have never got Wayuun. They would have never made That's him Wayuun yeah there's no way oh, no. yeah
0: and wayun is a fan this alternate
3: character. reality where jonathan frakes played wayun instead that would be weird. <laughs> oh that would have sucked that would have sucked so bad but anyway and
0: i think jonathan Frakes is great i i love him he's one of my favorite characters but i i just i don't think he would don't do think that. he could
2: have done a wayun <laughs> no
0: no jeffrey combs is the kind of personality you need to play that character and he does it spot on uh I'm sorry, I just read it. one of the comments that I probably shouldn't have read. But anyway, uh, we have very lively comments today. Uh, But getting into that, Adam, we've now ended the episode, which means there's got to be some fun facts.
1: There are some fun facts. Uh, (laughs) The best one, I'm leading off with the best one. Um, Well, you're not supposed to be the best one at the beginning. To being featured as the villains in this episode. Yes. One of the reasons their role was uh, replaced by the Andorians is that the Gorn, like the Andorians, were considered not to be able to speak. But that would have been very interesting. I think a big challenge for the um, for the makeup people as well.
0: I don't think Archer would have been able to do anything. He'd be like, "Guys, we gotta, we gotta like communicate a bit more." And the Gorns would be like, Ugh. "You know, like because they can't talk." So. I think it. I think the choice was better to go into. Yeah, but right? even even the fact
1: that the Andorians are blue, they're, you know, they're very different. They have antennas. They, you know, they're very. Like, so far, what have we seen? We've seen Vulcans, right? We've seen Klingons. Uh, you know what this
0: episode would have turned into? It would have turned into Darmok. That's what it would
1: have turned into.
0: And no one wants to see that with with Archer. There's no, no
1: way. you have seen it. It's great. Leave it alone yes exactly so we've I seen
3: Klingons so. twice uh, but yeah it's
1: yeah but I mean okay I guess I guess we've seen a lot of Klingons over time um anyway it marks the first appearance of the updated makeup design for the Andorians and, and used for the species whenever they made subsequent appearances on Enterprise which was quite frequently we got yeah, more comments there,
0: Jody. That
3: you're this smirking? Yeah, I was just throwing it in. Sorry, I didn't mean. You to say not it. everything on Endoria is blue, but I, I've never seen anything that's not blue. Other I than think snow. I think
0: I think Davin might be getting into a little bit of the fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> and none of us wants to go there. What's the
3: Endorian's early 2000s dance tunes? I'm a blue da b d d da do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know
0: what's worse, that joke or the fact that you just said it like that. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Adam. (laughs) Okay, this is also
1: the first episode of Enterprise, which was directed by Roxanne Dawson, which we mentioned, uh, who enjoyed very much playing uh, Helming this installment. She later reminisced. I think we were just starting to define that world. and It was so much to be fun at the beginning of it and really explore what the series was going to look like.
3: Yeah, i was wrong did earlier you? she only directed like two voyager episodes before this and neither of them were that good um but she <laughs> she she did um direct a lot of enterprise episodes after this um, she did yeah i and, know she uh, was a
0: regular for this
3: yeah, yeah. Actually, actually
0: there was a lot of guest directors on this series i think probably more than any of the other series
3: Tons uh well yeah, which like she directed like her um, Voyager well, episode. She directed like a, this episode called Riddles on Voyager, which is like a oh, Netflix episode. I know that And then one. she directed terrible. like part two of Workforce, which is another two part I don't like. So I remember I remember that a, one. That's the one where like they all get brainwashed and they're made into like a workforce, like for like. This oh movie. yes, and, okay. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, that she, was. Strange. She directed part two when you just wanted to be over.
0: Yeah, at that <laughs> point she's like, "Let's see if I could save it."
3: Yeah. But no. anyway. There was no. There was no saying. Yeah. But great. uh she uh she directed a whole bunch of these uh mm-hmm. enterprise episodes including Vox Sola uh which will be coming later this season. Episode yeah. 22.
1: Yeah, that one's near the end of the season. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, we'll get to the catacomb set in this episode where uh an expansion of the caves set seen in the pr- previous episode of Terra Nova. Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to reuse those things. They just yeah, you think we're using those caves? The like, spray paint them.
3: Spray paint them.
1: The Vasquez Rocks or whatever it was in the original series we kept seeing. Yeah, this is their version yeah. of the Vasquez Rocks. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching Picard actually on the weekend, and that's where um, it's on the character, um, um, what's her name? The, the druggy one. Yeah. But yes, she lived in, in Vasquez Rocks. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
0: actually her trailer is right there. Yeah. Raffy. Raffy, Raffy. Raffy, yeah. Rafi, thank you. Everyone's favorite.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the reaction I was looking for.
0: I'm, I'm hoping like seven like just like slaps her repeatedly through. Up there in speed. your chateau.
3: Stop calling
2: her. Stop calling him JL and just backhands him.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not
1: JL. Smack. It's pretty familiar, isn't it? Yeah. A little
0: too familiar. Yep. Anyway.
1: okay uh there's a lot of pr- prop stuff i mean really really the big one for me was the goran i would have loved to have seen that i think differently but um all in all uh great episode for me and i'm ready to rate
0: oh are you okay okay not a lot of fun facts this episode nah
1: but that's okay that's okay All you right, know what's guys, what's so these fun facts for, for the um for enterprise i'm finding there's just there's just not a
3: lot there's not a lot of fun to it no Hey, okay, now let's not go there <laughs> Hopefully, the better as we go. The Andorian incident. What would you give it? You know what, guys? This is a
0: solid nine. I, 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 think this is just this is Star Trek. This is this is what Star Trek should be. The only thing I'm taking off is for the fact that the the scenes were a little too long. But overall, I think this is exactly what Star Trek should be.
1: Adam, I'm giving it a nine too. And my problem with the episode was that stupid jade figure they threw through the eye or the mouth or whatever that was. <laughs> they didn't have to do that.
0: No, that's true.
3: Yeah, like I'm probably in like the high sevens, guys. Like, I'll give it 7.8. Whoa. Yeah, 7. 8 is fine. I'm gonna go eight
2: point five because
1: wow. they left me hanging. I didn't,
2: expect, I didn't expect you to go even that high, quite honestly. <laughs> they left me hanging at the end. Wow. Would have been a nine otherwise. I was I, I enjoyed this. This is, episode. is now the highest
0: rated uh episode so far for so us. So far,
3: it's now the new the new champion. Now, what was the
0: uh, what was the rating? Uh On IMDb for this.
3: The IMDb rating is an 8.1 with 1,700 votes. Um, And uh, this this is the first episode where the story is not exclusively Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. It's also Fred Decker, who wrote this teleplay. Um, Really? Yeah. And I guess we'll call this the Vulcan versus Andoria arc, the beginning of that.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it really was. And this is something that continues on through the series. Um, hopefully, we'll, Kevin will get a little bit more closure uh, later on on that. But uh, yeah. I but, need uh, my closure. You need closure. He <laughs> needs closure, guys. Like, come on. Uh, and I'm sure Dave is about to ask me what the next episode is, which, of course, I should have had ready. But I, I believe
3: don't. it's called Breaking the Ice,
0: Jody. Is it Breaking the Ice? Okay, just once sec- Oh yeah, you're right. It is Breaking the Ice uh but a comet game, or so in yeah. oh, a
3: vulcan ship or something or like yeah. so maybe there's is there, here's my question is i don't remember this episode uh are they going to do some of the things that kevin's talking about are they going to give us like fo- what happened last week oh what this is
0: the one that's got the smiley face i love this one okay uh you'll know when you see it okay basically okay. it reminds me a lot of remember when picard's going nuts in first contact yeah. and he draws right. the happy face gen. in smoke or in next gen yeah he draws the happy face Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a scene like that in this as well. So it's very reminiscent of it anyway. Uh, so Trip discovers that T'Pol is transmitting secret messages to a Vulcan ship. Uh-oh. That T'Pol, naughty money after what
3: just happened with the Andorians? After what
0: just happened, and she pulls that shit, guys. Can you believe See, that? That's why I need to know where she's at. <coughs> at the These Vulcans episode, are shifty, which has been tailing <laughs> the enterprise for weeks, might I add. Uh what Enterprise for weeks and Captain Archer must rescue two crewmen from the crumbling comet. A crumbling comet. So we got, we got, we got to Paul being possibly a traitor. We got a big comment, probably something like from Armageddon. And maybe we'll have like, you know, Steven Tyler doing a theme song. Who knows? And past no, that, we got Russell Watson. There's nobody going to beat
1: Russell Watson. That's true. That's true. But anyway,
0: but anyway, it should be, you know what? I remember this episode not being too bad uh it wasn't this but I'm, 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 pre- I'm, I'm predicting i'm pre- i'm predicting around a seven to an eight
1: for me okay good. But again i haven't seen it in a long time so. are very deceptive
0: but you know what dave sometimes things aren't just about comets and about to paul being a treacherous bastard uh sometimes they're about other things like other podcasts, for instance.
3: Like other podcasts. Like on Tuesday nights, Jody. We talk about Star Trek D Space Nine at oh, nine-ish. Too. At uh, around nine-ish. Yeah. Yeah. At around nine-ish. Uh you see
0: that? every strict schedule, like we do. We are at eight o'clock. We are at eight. Sometimes eight oh two. Um, you know, eight oh two max, maybe. But those guys at nine-ish, like sometimes they start at like nine fifteen.
3: Well, like,
0: we try. We it's we it all
3: depends, you know. Not Facebook it's, is it's, a brutal. There's a 26-hour day on D Space Nine. It works a little differently. Uh, it is a little so differently, yeah, for sure. That station thro- life. throws us yeah. off. So, but every yeah. Tuesday night, we talk about a new episode, or I guess not a new. The next episode of Star Trek: D Space Nine. As we will rewatching those all in order for well over. Almost two years now, um, actually, uh, and you still early. got
0: a couple years to go. We
3: still have a few years to go, but we are just wrapping up tomorrow the fourth season. We're gonna be talking about Broken Link, uh, the one where Odo gets made to a solid and he has to face, um, the results. That's of a good episode. A I like that episode. It's, it's, it's a good episode. The fourth yeah. season finale, we're gonna talk about to that see one. see Odo
0: kind of being the spotlight, which I like.
3: So. Yeah, it, it's feature uh, featured him, and then uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be marching along with that one also um we've been talking about a lot of new star trek uh recently most mm-hmm. most new, notably in, in 2022 we've started um star trek prodigy again as they've resumed their first season after some hiatus as mm-hmm. star trek discovery is now on hiatus in, uh for their fourth season until february so we'll have new star trek prodigy episodes i i, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it but uh, the newest episode last week was really really good really liked it I, i've um, heard good things about it yeah, it's it's a, a you know there lots going on with it. Hokuchi Moi himself may be involved. I uh, you know spoil too much, but um, you're not it's, selling it's... me. <laughs> Uh, only if i told you a lot of tours was there would that really keep you away? <laughs> no that definitely <laughs> wouldn't sell me <laughs> yeah but Chicote and uh anyway star trek prodigy we also um have talked about star trek discovery more uh recently we're going to be talking about uh we did star trek lower decks last year uh as we did the year before and we're going to be ha- doing star trek picard coming up uh in the in the um this year i'll do that with jody i'm looking forward to that and adam we're doing that early february i believe i believe starting to to cover those episodes
1: that's why i started watching again on the weekend
3: yeah Yeah, i I have to i'm gonna do a recap on mine too it's been two years since their first season so it's been like (laughs) a whole like amount of time so it's i know what's gonna happen though i'm gonna i'm gonna start watching it and then
0: i'm gonna get to the sock scene and then i'm gonna turn it off that's what's gonna happen I'm almost yeah. positive of it, but running around their
3: socks in the board queue. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, we also have Star Trek Radio Theater, our monthly or usually monthly show where we do like a script read of a Star Trek uh, episode or movie. Uh, for the end of December, uh, 2021, we did Star Trek First Contact. Everyone usually, here, much like,
0: more comical though.
3: <laughs> so yeah, usually Commander, uh, Commander. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have to read really Data. Yeah, Data, Data, Data. 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 Yeah. Anyway. We'll have to see if that even makes the edit. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, to so check out those things, check out our other channels, including uh, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, which is our uh, our show where we talk about what do we talk about over there? Shows and stuff that are not related <laughs> to uh, to Star this Trek. Is, this is just solid good right we now. We are brothers. You go. You do Big Brother. Uh, big brother we do survivor we do well, yeah. uh the the serpent we do we you know what? If, you, if you like reality marvel shows, marvel you stuff. should watch it marvel stuff we talked about uh hawkeye most recently uh check all those things out and our monthly show uh trivial debates where we argue about movie or movies tv sports and like a game show format uh we had a, a, an episode at the end of december where max duda hosted with uh, adam woodward davin Skillhorn, and my son Eamon competing and uh and Davin will be hosting the january 2022 season Ooh. five premiere so check that out. Uh, we'll be pr- getting that together soon. Um, nice. I think those are all, most of our podcasts. Also, you should check out Davin's podcasts. I'm just going to move myself up here. Check out Locutors of Trek, his Star Trek podcast, where he talks about Star Trek all the time. I'm going to be there on Wednesday doing his trivia show. Uh, I'm, I'm battling the champions. I have to be, be booked
0: know. for the trivia show still, because the last time I was booked, I was double booked. So
3: Come on, Davin. What are you doing? Uh, and so then, Davin's going to get some shit. show now. Yeah, <laughs> What's that?
2: It's Ashley's show now. Yeah,
3: she's, Ashley, so she's the she's the the yeah. the the, uh, nice. the quiz master. Awesome. Uh, and then we're going to watch it anyway. Gavin also has his X rated X Men uh, podcast where he talks like, about X Men. I, I keep forgetting series. this, and I want to watch
0: this. Yeah, this is moved to
3: Tuesday nights. He just said he uh, oh, was on Thursdays. You, okay. He's moved it now to Tuesday. So uh, That might check, work better for me. Check out his podcast as well. Check out my son Eamon's podcast. Let's talk about fighting games. Uh, and I think that's all the plugs. All right.
0: Well, thank you very much, Dave. Uh, at this point, guys, we're seven episodes in. Are we going to continue this voyage?
3: Uh, we're it's in. Been, it's been a long road, you know.
0: You know what? It, you know what? It doesn't feel like it's been that long. No like, we've done this for two months already. It will.
3: It
2: will oh uh, here comes here comes pes- here comes
3: pessimistic kevin that i know uh, well, like like we're we're just we're, we said we're wrapping the fourth season of D Space nine tomorrow and that's uh, the amount of time we we know it will take for us to wrap this right it's yes, amount because the same episodes of episodes, it so, same amount of episodes yeah so yeah. we're talking two years. how, how many episodes in, in a season in airpress 22 or so uh 24 22 to yeah, 24 there you go yeah
1: yeah so nearly 24. half a year per season
3: yeah. It takes there. about 6 months to do a season. Yeah. Yeah. So, and le- but the two we usually do two parters as as one podcast. But I'm committed. I'm I here, know man. Adams committed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you two are committed as well, so I think Thank we're good. I mean, okay. Yeah. It's good. You
2: can you you can always it's I, nice wow. to, hold, on, hold on. It's nice to watch new Star Trek to me. Yes, uh, And then talk about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you know what? I'm glad you're
2: I'm glad you're with. And you us know what? There. It's it's better than the new stuff. A lot of the new stuff <laughs> i'm not a big fan of a lot of the new stuff
0: yeah I, i'm kind of in the same boat as you but uh anyway hopefully we'll get better stuff soon so we'll see what happens so.
1: new worlds yeah, yeah well if it ever shows up I've, I've, i'm very hoping.
2: hopeful for that one yeah me too
0: anyway gentlemen i think that's it for us uh everybody who watched and commented today thank you very much and uh we look forward to seeing you for next week's episode which is breaking the ice feel free to all watch right. it all right Anyway, you got something to play us out with, Dave? Sure do. All right. Play it. Answer me, pink skin. (laughs) All right. Yeah, Kevin, answer me. (laughs) Oh, thank you.